Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your true mutant leader host, Nick, accompanied by the the fucking leech, the leech of the sewer. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> What's this all about? First of all, you know I love leech. We were just talking about the Morlock Christmas episode, which I knew we already <laughs> did an episode of. Um, my name is Josh. Love leech. So t- I, I love it. Um, thank you for the um, comparison. How's it going over there? Oh, pretty good. I, I thought there was a some kind of terrorist attack happening outside <laughs> but instead it was the stupid like trolley motorcade of police cars honking and playing christmas music so now i'm just i'm fully awake it was i thought uh, we were gonna get shot it was a terrorist assault it was uh the north pole was attacking <laughs> attacking town um the Sim- warning of the, the night coming to santa town. came <laughs> so yeah today we are doing a little catch-up a little little house cleaning for the new mutants we're way behind new mutants so we're catching up on this episode from we're, issues yeah. 27 to 30 yeah we're visiting old friends run yeah we're gonna visit our old friends it ends off uh it ends um what's their name vita i never know how to pronounce their last name ai ayala don't ask the dyslexic guy all right i won't uh but anyway <laughs> has been an incredible run and just this little the standalone uh, issue of 29 aside this little last run that that they had was just a perfect love letter it's actually written by someone else issue 27 or 29 Uh, 29 i think is is by somebody else too so yes uh vita's last little arc here of this inferno which should have honestly been the real inferno that they just did but anyway yeah um, it has more relation to inferno than truly (laughs) truly um but yeah, it's been great. And um, yeah, so also and also it caps off with like a 40th anniversary issue of the new mutants. So yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect place to end our little catch up and figure out how we want to move this podcast forward, man. Cause like yeah. we we really got off track with this judgment day shit. It threw and everything now, off. We felt let's, judged. Let's do some let's do some thing, let's do some pre-production, but during production. The only um, way to do it. It's the only way we know how. Um, what do you want to do? Do we want to cover Dark Web too on this? Yeah, because I read Spider Man anyway. Okay, all right. So, so we'll we can cover delve Dark into Web. That. So I'm thinking because of how vast that one seems like is going to be too, we're going to kind of have to do like we did with Judgment Day, which is just dedicate each episode to keeping up with that book alone. I think we'll see how it goes. Unless you want to and... just cover like Dark Web X Men and then like the main Spider. Well, that part I guess we could figure out later. Yeah, yeah. And then also we have the catch up on the mainline X-Men book, which I've been hearing. I've been actually hearing mixed things. I, I never really knew how the the Twitter verse, which usually hates everything, of course, but how the Twitter verse of X-Men feel about the current X-Men run. And I've seen some negative opinions about certain aspects of it. So, you know, it's fun to engage and see why people feel that way. So I, I can bring some more info of that nature into it. And then we have the Sins of Sinister, I believe in February or January. E- e- February or March, I thought. But yeah, sometime sometime soon. Sometime soon. Which I'm very excited for, but I'm also hesitant just because like they're really promoting this as like a whole Marvel Comics event, not an X-Men event. And I'm like, that's when things get messy. 
when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous too. The judgment day one did not leave me with the best overall feeling. Yeah. Um, to the point where I'm very concerned about dark web at this point too. The the quality um, of the writers on both books are keeping my hopes up. Well, and the quality feel- of the writer on judgment day was very good. That's true. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so... The events when it, in general, when it comes to X-Men, have been so up and down. Like, I feel like Inferno was good, just too short. And then the ending of the very ending was not good of um, Moira being a robot. now. Oh, X-Lives and X-Deaths of Wolverine. Oh, yeah. That wasn't actually Inferno, was it? It was in mm-hmm. X-Lives. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I thought Inferno was good just short then. Yeah. Just too short. Like, one more issue with some good content would have been good. But then the X lives. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> so it's been a roller coaster of things for sure. It's been a um, roller coaster. But today we're celebrating the new mutants. Some one of your favorite storylines. One of, one of my group. favorite group of of the X Men. Um, so a group that like I followed a little bit as 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 a kid, but really a group that I came to um like in my twenties or something more than anything. Like, because when I was. I was like a kid in the 90s, so like they were not quite the OG New Mutants anymore. They was like morphing into X-Force and then became X-Force. But like when I got back into comics, one of the many times in my journeys off and on comics, I like got real sucked into the New Mutants and like have loved them ever since. And so, yeah, this is a this is a real I really like this little chunk here. So. You have so I mainly you want? want you to take over because this is more your era of New Mutants, where for me, I got into New Mutants more in the Zeb Wells era, like 2004-ish. So like okay. a lot of the kind of the emotion of these stories come from the love of the previous stories. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the same passion for those stories. So like when things happen, I'm like, am I supposed to feel a certain way? Not that these issues weren't good. Actually, I do like yeah. these issues. I know I didn't like get the full story, you know? Yeah, it's definitely it is definitely one where like if you truly Vita appreciates just Claremontian storytelling. Yeah. The art really pays homage to um not just the uh, like OG New Mutants run, even like pre like a little pre um Bill Sankevich. Yeah. And then um more than anything though, this run just is a true love letter to the magic miniseries, the Storm and, and Iliana miniseries. That the lost episode of our of our yeah, fun so say, like you guys don't know this if you because you didn't hear the episode. I'm not the biggest fan of that miniseries. I didn't love it. And we actually had a, a really good debate back and forth. That we did because it is gone. truly one of my all-time favorite like x-men stories i it's one that like magic was a character that i enjoyed but when i read that series when i read that series sometime in like high school early college whenever the hell it would have been i don't know now but like i was like whoa this character is cool like it it really like gave me this newfound like insight into iliana that has that's when she started becoming one of my favorite characters so yeah um so yeah jumping right into it issue 27 kind of picks up so we 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 left off covering this like in the middle of of this story what's happening is iliana was handing over power of limbo the land that that 
she is pretty much the the queen of um because she wants to be done with it she was handing it off to madeline Pryor because madeline Pryor is one of the only other people who has you know experience on the job if you will <laughs> and in that experience however uh, concerns rain and and uh, and danny because they're like yeah last time she ran limbo she tried to take over the earth Not um a lot of demons came to new york some trash cans and in, in in like mailboxes became demons too it was a real thing that we hope you remember iliana <laughs> And so Ileana's like, no, trust me, I, I got this. I got this perfect idea, and that perfect idea is she's going to sign this magic contract that basically says if she tries to, and this is what I really like, if she tries to use the power of Limbo to harm Krakoa or Cohen interests, she'll be like killed, or her power will be taken away from her, or whatever. Like yeah. it's it's bound in magic, but it very specific. It very much specifies that it's her, and that it's against Krakoa. <laughs> yes <laughs> Very, so um... so it leaves it open to somebody else doing it to Krakoa or her doing it to anywhere else that isn't Krakoa <laughs> well I kind of view that of in case I need to use her to defend Krakoa I mm-hmm. need to leave that option open <laughs> yeah so very very wise Ileana very wise so in doing so they were attacked by Sim who is a demon that used to torture Ileana when she lived there as a child. Really no time to go into all the backstory. Please do read this. Just If you just read issues probably, I think, 24 through 30, you'll understand yeah, they cover a good the backstory time. pretty well. Yeah. Um, they get attacked. She loses her soul sword. She kind of loses her powers, and they get stuck in Limbo. And Limbo works very oddly in when it comes to time so like it's not quite linear and you, it's all over you know all over the place so they ended up meeting her old self had to help her thought they won still couldn't get out of limbo then all the while there's like this storybook version of what's happening to iliana as she tries to discover the strength to summon her soul sword which was basically the story of the magic miniseries back in the in the 80s it's like a storybook version of what what happened a young version of iliana is reading that and ends up and this is where our book picks up ends up summoning current day iliana and her crew that's trapped in limbo to this imaginary fairy tale version of limbo that older Ileana has created that's very like Mad Hatter-esque. So she pulls her into the storybook that is basically a trip trap by Belasco, who is the, the ruler of Limbo. Yeah. Um, now, to- honestly, just before we keep going, everything you just said was explaining the previous storyline by Chris Claremont. I, every time I think about that, I have a moment where I'm like, man, he really didn't give a fuck. Like, he was just going full-on weird it's batshit bat shit. Shit crazy it's batshit crazy and the fact that i can just Wild. talk about this as though it's just normal shit a matter of fact yeah just well, depressing very almost like grant morrison where you just say why don't we do this like not like yeah. oh that doesn't make sense for the story no no, no 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 she was trapped in a place for years of magic i know it's nothing to do with mutants i don't give a shit no nope, so nothing about mutants, just magic <laughs> 
Like, yeah, so, it's just fun. Speaking of magic, uh, young Ileana has now summoned herself to current day Ileana, but young Ileana is like, no, I need an actual hero. I, I don't know who you are. And, and current Ileana is trying to like, no, I don't think I should tell her that I'm the future version of her. That might fuck some shit up. I'm going to try to play yeah. this one cool. <laughs> but she does end up summoning Colossus, our current day uh, Colossus, to be her hero in this fairy tale world. There's a lot of tension between the current day siblings that I don't want to go all into right now. <laughs> and so all of this is to basically go save uh, Madeline Pryor, Rain, and Danny, who have been taken prisoner by Belasco. But again, in this fairy tale version of Limbo that has been created by uh, the past version of Ileana. Yeah. So big battle ensues. Uh, they think they've won. Belasco is defeated. Um, they think, wow, that's it. We we've done it. Uh, Colossus has this big hug with his 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 little sister that he never really got to see because again, trapped in limbo all those years. Um, the fairy tale version talks about how this all happened. You're, so you're seeing how it looks in the eyes of of young Ileana. And yeah, the the book ends with this moment of of young Ileana saying to to the to current day Ileana, yeah, I figured I'm not a dummy. I figured out your your future version of me. There's something <laughs> weird going on with our brother. I'm pretty sure uh, someone called you Ileana in front of me. Are, also people keep calling you Ileana. Um and I ha- and I have ears. Um <laughs> so figured that one out i want to give you something and i and she gives her this like early version of an acorn that she was trying to make and again the acorn is back a big from part of that a big part of that mini series which is how she she had to like use magic to grow organic life she grew had to grow a tree to represent life instead of the death that was surrounding her in doing so though it gave her the power to call on her soul sword so this is again to try to give her the the confidence that she needs to get her her power back to, to how Ileana got her groove back because right now she's got no groove and she can't get them out of limbo. And so she thanks young Ileana. Um and they current our current day heroes teleport themselves away and it ends with Belasco standing next to young Ileana being like, what the hell are you doing over here, weirdo? <laughs> and she's like, mind your own business, old man. And so we just currently we're now left in this world where like, oh, wow, like young Ileana at some point met current day and like kept that secret. That's crazy how like (laughs) it just kind of changes that view. And so the little postscript on the book is young Ileana was reading this was reading this fairy tale book, this fairy tale that we kept seeing from her eyes was actually this real book that she was reading to. Well, she's in she's in limbo and it's a little dark, right? So uh, uh, a necromanced version of her brother's corpse who died in limbo trying to save her back in her time. And so she's reading him this book that she found, which is basically the fairy tale version of everything that just happened. And when she's done, she does some magic to send him off into the the afterworld. So he's not just a, a stuck a in a husk corpse. of metal. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it, it ends it ends like that. And 
wow, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I give it five fucking X's. I gave it four X's. I liked it. And yeah, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't, it was not the world's biggest fan of like the source material, you know? Yeah. Like I said, like, honestly, this whole arc, for some reason, I view it as like a really good few side episodes in like the animated series. Mm. I don't know how to really fully explain it, but I feel like the pacing of the story fits like an animated series style show and like you know sometimes you watch like a batman or spider-man episode and like they just brush over history that you understand if you read the comics but if you didn't here's a little quick guide to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it almost makes the universe feel more rich because all this shit's happened around it before yeah so yeah i like it i I agree with you yeah so that moves us 28 sorry i'm moving my microphone all over the <laughs> it all up. let me see Hold on. i'm not gonna cut this because i hopefully won't take very long speed can you still hear me yep can you still hear me yes all right perfect all right because i just muted everything that's fine we're keeping it all all right issue 28 As we know, we just left off with uh, Ileana and her crew teleporting out. Well, they teleported themselves into like a little cave because they're still trapped in limbo. (laughs) Ileana didn't get the confidence she needed to get them out of limbo, just out of this little time paradox that she found they found themselves in. But now they're in another part of limbo and and having to hide from hordes of demons that are looking to uh, kill them again because Sim is again, Sim is now in control of limbo quote seemingly yes. so <laughs> i did like this issue more yeah we we open with iliana basically giving magic lessons to to madeline Pryor, which i really enjoy this this new version of iliana who's like be, taking it upon herself to be like a teacher to anyone including people who are technically older than her <laughs> but i do um, love just the panel work because you see Madeline getting kind of frustrated by love. Mm-hmm. Like it's a panel where it's multiple. It's like yeah. six panels in her face. Mm-hmm. Because then you kind of see how truly ridiculous her outfit is. It's, where it's, it's like, the stupidest outfit. It's fucking. And I don't know if you know about this. There was controversy because they announced a limited edition figure of Madeline Pryor. And it's not happening anymore because it wasn't. It didn't get funded. But people were mad because the figure didn't have enough cleavage. Jesus Christ. Yes. And when I look at this picture where you see like under boob slash side boob and like the whole torso, but then like the top is covered. It just looks fucking stupid. It's insane. It's insane. It was insane costume design. The fact that they gave it to um, um, his name just flew out of my head. Alex, the fact that Alex Summers basically wore the same outfit that that she's wearing. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you remember that from Inferno? Oh, in Inferno? Havoc. No. Havoc. Yeah, yeah, Havoc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he look up Havoc Inferno. He wears he she makes she makes his that black outfit he used to wear. It he she tears it all up and it he basically walks around wearing a version of her outfit, but like for a man. Uh while you do that, I'm gonna continue to talk about this issue. Please. So Ileana, the crew, the crew is now Rain, Danny, Madeline, and and Colossus. They're all stuck in limbo. 
Ileana's doing magic tricks, trying to. I do it. see it. It's awful, yeah. isn't it? It's insane. And I, but I, that was like the eighties, man. They were progressive enough to be like, you know what? Let's give him this weird slutty outfit too. <laughs> anyway, so they're trapped in this cave. They're having an argument about what their next move could be because so far Ileana's not summoned her soul sword. She has summoned a, a slingshot, so that's something. Um, and Xena's. Um... Uh, Zena's blade or spinning blade. Oh, is that what is that what that was? That's what that makes perfect sense because Vita is um a huge Xena fan. Oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely Zena's like boomerang blade. Nice, awesome. Um, so after some discussion, they decide, you know what, we can't just keep sitting around. We got to take the fight to them. Um, all the while, we are still seeing kind of like fairy tale versions of this book of the story that's happening and it's and it's a little interesting um so yeah iliana and the gang they do some magic they storm the gates of 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 castle limbo they beat the hell out of some demons it's all going a little too easily obviously uh magic gets the jump on sim sim's like wait a minute you're you're not you can't beat me don't you remember blah 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 he starts distracting her when clunk on the back of Ileana's head she gets knocked out by uh, another a slightly older Ileana but not like the old Ileana that we just saw but she's queen of limbo who just yep. knocks her ass out and basically with one swoop takes out all of her friends everyone is is being held captive so then we get this secret history of Queen Ileana Rasputina, which I, I like I, the layout too of this page. Really cool layout. Yeah, and then when they kind of show like the splinter off of react like from like our normal history to like did yeah, yours crack get cut off blade. though? Did yours get cut off? Yes, mine did too. Yeah, so like I that's don't know weird if... to happen digitally. Oh, you had no, no, I don't get digital anymore. Oh, okay, yeah. Cause so mine got cut off too. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if it did get cut off digitally then, or if it's meant to look like this. So, anyways, what this is is basically another really well done history of of Ileana in in Limbo. I'm not going to go through it completely because we have already talked about it. But where yeah. it becomes the secret history of Queen Ileana is when she de- defeats Sim, then makes deals with um. Uh, oh, after after Magus is in um, limbo, that's when the techno organic virus is in limbo. Um, she can control the dark child power now. And like so it's like this splintering off from when Ileana was was actually there and decided to leave. This yeah. is basically a version of her that stayed and became queen of limbo. And so she basically tells Ileana, what are you doing here? Like get out of here like i i could beat you i could kill all your friends here everything's going well why are you you're just a loser when she's attacked from behind by madeline briar and killed in magic is like boom bitch that was my plan all along and the energy from the last version of herself messing with with time and limbo brings her basically back to her old outfit gives her her soul sword back gives her her confidence back they beat the shit out of sim also marvel legends i hope you're looking at this issue i want a figure of this like final ultimate super saiyan yeah yeah this gold form i like it a lot 
And so with her soul sword back, the ritual was completed. Uh, Madeline Pryor is now the, being put in charge. Uh, the demons have all been in, alerted that Madeline Pryor is in charge. Sim, um, I believe, was executed. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, was but I, I did like, before we get more to the ending, in the beginning when Madeline was kind of justifying why she needs a second chance. Yes. And so a lot like of the story, yes, that's a good point. So a lot of the story that keeps getting skipped that I keep skipping over is there is an ongoing debate between Danny, Rain, and Ileana that Madeline Pryor should not be given the keys of limbo. And so Madeline's arguing is like, why does everybody else get second chances? Well, this is really like a third chance, fourth chance. Yeah, fourth why chance. does everybody else get all this? either why is everybody else specify she's felt different since she cracked out of the egg yeah and she's yeah. like everyone else has gotten krakoa as their second chance but like for krakoa is run by the person who made me a, a slave like sinister runs krakoa why would i want to live in a society where you all have decided that Kruk what he says should be law <laughs> yeah. like i don't want to be there here's a place that i have power where i can be myself and yeah, so I just thought, could that be? Could she be a MacGuffin during the sins of Sinister, since she's not technically in our reality? If she's hanging out in Limbo, she could be. I mean, Limbo is yeah. always the MacGuffin hanging out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also know she's pretty involved in the dark web story, so I don't know how many mm, she, she'll be involved with. But so, Ileana writes a report to uh the the uh the quiet council on what just happened to her in limbo she uh gives them a piece of her mind says listen i know you're not going to be happy with me here's some of my explanation i don't know why i'm still writing this you're just going to call me into the office anyway yeah i like that (laughs) i'll see you on monday (laughs) and also i like the little bit of just like also we gotta teach these kids basic magic at least yeah and then there's that big story drop of like so what's next for iliana i don't know sorceress supreme yeah stuff like yeah i i dig it so the the book ends with um iliana and peter our current day versions having a sweet little talk and coming to the understanding that they too should give their relationship a second chance yeah i haven't been keeping up on x4 so i do appreciate this little note here that yeah (laughs) he's been basically being mind controlled by michael in, in uh in fucking x-force so who knows who what shenanigans are gonna come from this now those crazy kids uh, so yeah yeah the, the russian clan are doing fine and then we end madeline's story with her in limbo overhearing a couple demons talking about wanting to form a mutiny so she chops the fucking head off of that motherfucker like you do like you do Asks if anybody else has any questions and then takes her seat on the throne as everyone shouts, long live the queen in a brand new outfit that pays homage to her current, her old outfit, but is way more, way more practical. Yeah. Because it actually comes down below her ribcage. And for you, my friend, whenever you come down here next, I will be giving you this extra issue I got that the variant it's just oh. like an art sketch of the new costume while she hold, holds this. Holds uh, that sigh? Yeah. That's cool looking. 
Yeah, I didn't mean nice. to get this, but it was in my pool box, so it's yours. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And so the actual ending of our book is back in olden days limbo, back in young Ileana's time, we see that she helps this older man who is being tortured by Sim. He says, I'm forever in your debt. How can I repay you? She And she's like, no, just go be happy. He's like, well, then I'm forever in your debt. And so then we cut to a couple years ago when <clears throat> Ileana and Young Cable were in limbo for a mission I forget now. But yeah. it did happen. But I do remember them being in limbo. Oh, she was helping. Was that him. during Cable's event? Yes, that was during when she was trying to get him. Because, yes, because Strife They're was in Strife, limbo. Yeah. Strife was in limbo. Yeah, yep, yep. And so this person that young Ileana helped overheard her tell him this story about a, a book that she read as a child that was this fairy tale that gave her the inspiration she needed to, to call on the power of the soul sword so that she could escape from limbo. And so this guy is like, oh, well, I'm going to make that happen. She needs this book. And so he gives this book to this little demon creature he tells all of this all of this stuff that she just told cable tells to this little creature who then goes and writes this book and then plants it for iliana to find so that that would have that so that could yeah, happen. full circle <laughs> <laughs> it's insane i loved it i loved it another five x's i know four x's for me but i did really like it um, next up, we actually have issue 29 of New Mutants. We do. Now, this is kind of a standalone issue. It's and one that of... I need to rest my vocal cords on, so yeah, you're going to have to relax, do this buddy. I'm going to lay back and relax. <laughs> so we have um, Dakin and Thunderbird. Wait a second. Is that Thunderbird or Proudstar? Sorry. They're both Proudstar. This is... Yeah, sorry. They're both Proudstar. Oh, Warpath. War, that's what I was talking about. Warpath. It's Warpath. Warpath. Yeah. Yeah. So Warpath and Dakin immediately fighting. And essentially, Dakin feels like, hey, you're trying to make these new mutants always go on missions, do things, experiment with their powers. And now my sister's missing again. And it's your fault. And he's kind of like, what's going on? I You just kind of came in my room and started attacking me. So I'm not sure what we're doing right now. He's like, well, Gabby's missing again. And last time she was missing, it's because she was killed by Shadow King. I wasn't there to protect her. Yeah, like, Warpath is like, hey, man, you're doing a lot of projecting here, brother. Um, oh, this is immediate. Like, he knows what's going on and is like, do you need to, like, talk? <laughs> this is, bef- as you as you talk about this, I do want to get this out before I forget, though. This is one of the, this story was one of the most cliched, hackneyed things. But done in a way that was like, all right, fine, we're gonna make it hackney, but we'll do it a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it like felt fun, kind of. It felt fun, even though it was nothing but a bunch of cliche. Like I was like, wow, this is all filler and no cliche, but it's still kind of. I mean, all cliche and yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So they realize that Gabby went through a Cohen Gate, and they find an Orcus facility. And they're both like, all right, we're going to go in there, check on Gabby, see what's going on. They go in there, and what I love is they start fighting everyone, and Proudstar is like, hey, or sorry, Warpath is like, hey, 
no killing. Remember what we said, no killing. Oh, well, some of them are holograms for some reason. All right. And so he spins him while he chops them. And I'm like, you don't think you're going to kill a few while you do that? Like, that seems kind of random. So. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Yeah. So it says says mute on my thing. No, I can hear you. Weird. Okay. Sorry if you didn't cut that. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my other shit in too, so that's fine. Right. So we have a kind of cool panel of him spinning Dakin, of Warpath spinning Dakin. But like again, I'm like, you're definitely killing a few of them. Like, how is this solving the hologram issue? It's a bit weird. So they run into like the main command center, beat up the guys there instead of killing them, I guess. And they realize Gabby was there, and then she left already. So they get back through the Krakone portal and Oh, sorry, before they get back to the portal, North Star is basically... Why do I keep saying North Star? What's wrong with me right now? Warpath is basically like, hey, I let down my brother, and I'm the younger brother, and I still felt guilt. Like, you're the older brother, and you let her down. Like, I can't imagine how you feel. You know, when Thunderbird came out of the egg, I didn't even want him to be the, me to be the first person he sees because I felt shame. Like, I think you just need to, like, accept how things are and try and be there for her now. And they hug it out and they go back to the portal and Gabby's waiting. And she's like, Hey guys, I went through the wrong portal and I got confused and scared. And I just came back and he's like, okay, I guess no harm done, but like, be careful next time as Dakin leaves Warpath's like, yeah, that's not fully true. I saw all the footage and like, you fought a few people and did this and that. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't do that. Right. And also, if you're going to do it, at least take the footage with you. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, are you going to tell Dakin? No, I'm not. But you need to be better at this and more yeah. careful. And I, love that the, that. I love that the X-Force New Mutants kids are like all like teachers now of the younger kids. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, I thought it was like a nice little sweet, quick story. Um. I guess I give it like three stars, three X's. I'd give it, I, I'd give it two. I think X's total three seems fine. It's fine, yeah, seems fine. All right, so then we have the big 40th anniversary issue 30 of New Mutants, celebrating just the family that are New Mutants, basically. Truly, the family that is that that they are. Yeah, like. So these so are multiple this, stories, but we'll go like a quick version of each little story, basically. Yeah. A little just, snapshot of each one. Yeah. So, yeah, 40 years, man. So, like, first of all, I like that's basically my age, give or take a number up or down. I'm not going to tell people which way <laughs> you can figure it out. It's none of your business. Uh, <laughs> but like. Immediately defensive. <laughs> why don't you stop asking questions, Internet? Um. So, yeah, just seeing that was like wow this is like truly a comic that has been around like kind of started as long as i've been reading comics the new mutants were like the kids that were growing in the in those books so it's it's really cool um we get a nice little i'm not gonna read it but we get a nice little letter from uh vita i i have to see it (laughs) vita ayala um Ayala probably but either way their letter is is gorgeous all about what a fan they were growing up how much it meant to them as 
an LGBT BIPOC uh, person. And yeah, I, I, especially karma, which really their love of karma really comes out in this, um, in this story. So the main overarching story is that none other than, than Roberto da Costa cool. is throwing a, they, they put it on here, which is funny, but they throw they're throwing themselves a 40th anniversary celebration. So it's really funny. Cause a couple of times they're like, Oh, we've known each other. We don't need to say years. And then at one point, they're like, it's on the invitation. <laughs> but the invitation we see says 40th. And it's like, there's no way these characters are even and 40 years old. They're like barely in their 20s. Yeah. They're like, they're in their like mid 20s. Yeah. They're in their mid 20s. Um, so the invitation is inviting them all to a party on his space yacht. He told them to obviously dress formal at first, and then it would be a, a, a beach party after that. They all stopped reading after yacht, yeah, <laughs> and didn't, you know, didn't think about space. So they all come in their bathing suits. Bobby's very upset that they didn't follow directions, and it's just perfect. It's just all of them. It's it starts with Rain and Danny giving Bobby a, a hard time about like being like so f- everything has to be his way and so uptight, and how and then they start reminiscing about how like they didn't like each other at first because they both in the early days of new mutants were vying to be the leader of the team. And they kind of clash because back then Danny or not Danny, uh, Bobby was always very like hotheaded and, and rash and had a, a temper and frankly, so did Danny. And so they cut to this, a story of like that, you know, from the comics when kitty pride, like, who in the stories was basically their age, but for some reason got to be on the X-Men team. And so like really looked down on them as babies, even though she was like the same fucking age as them. Uh, So she programs a danger room scenario for our young new mutants. So this is like the OG They're in their OG outfits. This is like, this is probably like issue like two era of, of new mutants. You know what I mean? And so she programs, Kitty programs this battle that has the brood and sentinels and all kinds of shit. And the team doesn't come together to fight it. Danny and Roberto get in a, a big old fight. And in doing so, her uh, her belt, an ancestral belt of hers is, is damaged and she gets upset. And at night, um, while she's sleeping, Roberto breaks into her room and steals it and in the morning, Danny goes to Kitty to complain about this and wants to find about out where to go we, ape shit. Wants to beat the fuck out of him. First of all, I love the art because it's like a very modern cartoonish nice style art. of the early, like before Bill Senkevich joined the New Mutants. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got it's got a very like 80s, even the lettering, the the dialogue, the thought balloons, the 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 boxes that they provide, everything in this is like 80 storytelling and it's perfect well, very like almost archie like archie comics yes exactly it's a, it's just an homage to the time of comics even like so like when so kitty's like kitty knows what what roberta's up to but but danny doesn't and so kitty's basically taking her about town to try to throw her off the trail and danny gets real frustrated because she feels like she's let down her heritage and her grandparents and herself by getting this this belt broken and she loses control of her powers which was a big issue of hers back in the early issues 
And her power basically causes everyone's greatest fears to manifest around them. And so, again, paying homage to this this forgotten time of comics in like a middle, uh, like this, yeah, like Archie style. Everyone's fears are like big monsters and like, like uh, all these like super like corny sci-fi movie attacking small town type type little uh, vibe. So it's fun, but in order to to call kitty's able to calm her down and that's when bobby and the rest of the new mutants including stevie hunter who even gets a shout out who was the new mutant chap adult chaperone when because he you know xavier was never fucking around (laughs) and so um really what happened was wasn't it moira no 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 no. i'm crazy okay sorry continue (laughs) um Moira was around, yeah. I mean, technically, it was Moira and Xavier, but they, you know, they were hardly ever around. Yeah, they should. It should have been a cameo of those two random cops that became Native American. Yeah, that's <laughs> let's a, call back everything. <laughs> you know, let's pick and choose. We're celebrating here. We're celebrating. <laughs> uh, so really, what Bobby did was get the belt fixed and give it back to her so that you know he said he was sorry and they got along ever since and so now we cut back to the space yacht where everybody's hanging out and having a good time when karma and and karma's new girlfriend show up and then shatterstar shows up and they start reminiscing about their time back on x-force and karma decided she was you know one of karma's so an issue back in the day when karma basically showed up with a brand new look very suggestive that she was you know um into women but like they never really did like it was always this thing that was kind of like laid out with karma that they never really specifically said until truly just the last couple years i think i mean that's that's for a lot of claremont era characters it truly is a lot of claremont eras but like i'm starting i'm trying to think like was it out even before we took over like before hickman took over like i don't even know but Mm -hmm. maybe anyway it's an issue that I think has a little infamy around it because especially for karma fans, it's kind of one where like she's just kind of treated as an afterthought. And in this one, she meets a, a girl, saves saves this girl, gets to uh, fall in love, be the hero, and Shatterstar basically helps her discover her true self. And all while at Burning Man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a good it's a good karma story. It's a good um Vita getting to write a story about somebody that they have always said is a is a big uh inspiration for them. And so yeah, back on the space yacht, we find uh Warlock looking for self-friend Rain. Has anybody seen self-friend Rain? I have to give Rain my gift. And Rain's like, Oh, I thought we were gonna do gifts later. And then Doug's like, Wait, we do gifts for these things now? And <laughs> and uh uh, Rain's like, no, see, really, it's a thing we do, and here's why we do it. And then they go into their flashback of like again, like year one New Mutant stuff, or not really year one because Warlock was there. so year one for Warlock. So this is probably yeah. like year three of New Mutants, maybe. Um, and so Warlock is like, so friend Doug, what are we gonna do today? 
<laughs> and again, they kind of go back to the old way of how Warlock used to talk, which was through pictures. Yeah. And um, and so uh, Doug's like, listen, man, we can't hang out. I got to go do my own thing today. Think of it as a, as, as, as a Doug day. It's the day Doug does his thing. <laughs> And so Warlock goes to Rain to try to ask what the fuck a Doug Day is. <laughs> What's a Doug Day? And so Rain's like, oh, like a birthday probably is what he means. I guess it's his birthday. Let's go give him a present. And so again, what do I love more than a mutants go to the mall story? <laughs> we we get uh, two groups of mutants at the mall shopping and having vastly different experiences. We got Roberto dragging Doug all around the mall. Oh, and it looks like uh, can it looks like Cannonball might be there too. No, it's just Doug. Um, and then Rain and Warlock going around the mall trying to figure out what the hell they want to buy for Doug. And so Rain can't figure they can't figure anything out. And so she explains what the, what's a good gift. A gift is something that makes you think of the person or you see it and you want to give them to them because they you think they'd like it. And so they both get the perfect idea for Doug and they go get these gifts and they go back to the mansion only to find that they've walked into a party to celebrate the first annual celebration of the new mutants. And they just wanted it to be a surprise. And so Warlock is like, Oh, this is just for the new mutants. So I'll show myself out. Cause I'm not technically one of you, but no, of course not. They bring him in. He's one of them. And so then rain and Warlock decide they're just going to give each other those gifts since it's not actually Doug's birthday. Thus the tradition of every year that they have this celebration rain and warlock give each other a gift and so finally roberto we're back to the space yacht roberto's like nobody listened to me but i had a plan we're gonna descend my space yacht now onto araco formerly known as mars into this body of this this ocean so that we can look up and have the best view of I don't remember now the sun. I don't remember what he, they they had a mute the but they had a big old pool party. Roberto was like, I went all out. I love you guys. You're my real family. And a, a snapshot of here's to another year of all of them hanging out on the beach. Yeah, that's a nice, it's a nice it, little pose. It was cute. I loved it. Uh, another, uh, I get yeah, a little love letter from the author. Then some little love letters from the different uh, writers including Jonathan Hickman to what the new mutants mean to them. <sighs> then we get a stupid fucking side story. <laughs> it is. I, there's one aspect of it at the very end. I, or no, actually at the beginning, I am curious about, I feel like this is the first time someone saying Deadpool is not a mutant. No, it's not the first time it, it's, well, it's been go back and forth on it. They go back yeah. and forth on it. I think for a while now it's been decided that he's not technically a mutant. The first time in this Cohen era, I feel like they're saying in one not... of in, at least a book we've read. I'm sure yeah, maybe next sure force. I think it's I think he's been showing up in X Force from time to time. Yeah, I know he popped up in in Wolverine before we stopped yeah. reading or after we stopped reading. So we uh, cut to Krakoa where Deadpool is as he does monologuing to us, the dear reader, while he's babysitting the new New Mutants, which are. Which again, I love it. They do old school boxes around the characters, so you know who they are. And we got Rainboy and Cerebella, or Cerebella, I mean. Um, we got Anol, we got Scout or Gabby, and then we got Cosmer, one of the newer additions to our team. 
I in, would be lying in her new body. Say, I forgot she. I yes. forgot she did her. Uh, I I would be lying if I didn't mention that. Like I do like. I like. I feel like I miss these characters now that I see them again. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. When I saw them, like I like I one hundred percent forgot that Sarah Bella was gonna like had a body now. It wasn't just a floating fucking yeah. head. I was like, oh like, yeah, stuff like that, that and like how she doesn't need to have the body that's like all jacked up anymore. The other one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's and nice, so, like it's a nice little. Oh yeah, these kids, like these actual kids of these new mutants. Yeah, which I'm hoping is like the the next run of new mutants. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Deadpool is basically babysitting them, and and started Kid Fight Club is what he calls it, and tells them that he's teaching them how to, he's training them for real world scenarios, so they all have to beat the shit out of each other. Naturally. And, and so they do, and naturally, Gabby beats the fuck out of everybody and she's like hey look i and i did it and i cheated just like you told me i should cheat he's like oh you you're the best and then uh you know the um original new mutants come back from their little party and that's iliana danny uh rain and karma and they're like what the actual fuck is going on here (laughs) and and then there's like this perfect scene of where fucking do you know that do you know that old fucking video of that that memed video of like the mom like hey what do you got there to the kid running around and he's like a knife and she's like no and she chases him around yeah yeah <laughs> this happens in this book fucking danny asks G- gabby let me see what you have and gabby's like a grenade and she's like, yeah. no <laughs> and then she chases everybody runs and I so mean, then, it's a world where you can get resurrected right away, you know? Yeah. But then Ileana, like, super punches, basically, uh, uh, Deadpool through a bunch of Krakoan gates out into New York, tells him to fuck off. But he said, good, I don't want that job anyway. I got a better paying job. And it's whatever, setting up Deadpool's a book. A tease for Deadpool issue one, yeah. And let me tell you how zero fucks I give about that. Um <laughs> I, I, which again, if you're a Deadpool fan, I hear the new writer is is really is, is a, a very strong writer, and I'm sure. I mean, Gary doing. Gary Dugan's run was really fun. There's some and good. Here's stuff. the thing: I don't, I, I find him to be entertaining. Like, yeah, he's not, I, he's not the worst. I just there's definitely a, a, a trade. I definitely want it. us to read because I feel like it was a more serious story. It was um Deadpool Original Sin. Where like you find out he has a daughter in Vietnam and he's trying to find her and he's going through all this shit and like yeah. Cap and Wolverine feel so bad for him they go on an adventure to help him and like he cuts the comedy shit and just wants to find his daughter. Did you ever? Like, did you ever read Gail Simone's run on Deadpool? No, it was a good run and she yeah. also like did it was tech it was kind of a Deadpool run but it was called Agent X. It was like a it like Deadpool was dead for a little bit and but had basically was this guy he had amnesia and all that dumb shit, but it was Gail Simone so it was fucking funny as shit. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's our catch up on. I, oh, I and and I give this one. I give this one four X's. Would have been fine. It would have been five if I didn't have to sit through that Deadpool shit. <laughs> uh, I think I gave it uh three and a half. Three and a half X's is fine. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, also, real quick, in some figure news, oh. I'll, put, I'll throw that in here, a little figure corner. There were a lot of announcements for different X-Men related figures. We have a blob coming soon in deluxe form. Um, I showed you while it was happening in the live stream, 
we have astonishing X-Men era Cyclops and Emma. We have Cyclops' yep. dad, Cross Crosshair. Uh, Crosshair. Crosshair. Um, we have him coming out. We have Hickman era Kid Omega coming out. Like there, you're gonna see plenty of mutants on the shelf soon, and there's already some out there right now. It makes me very excited for what that means for television and movies. Well, remember, I think next year is supposed to be a continuation of the 97 show. Speaking of, that's something we need to get back into. So next yes. next, next episode, episode, we're going to be covering catching up on the mainline X-Men book, and we'll be doing two episodes of the animated series. So we left off. After so, we'll be on episode three of season one for those who yeah, might have three missed and four. It. So until then, guys, we really want to hear your feedback. We're gonna try and be a little more consistent now, focusing on just one podcast because right. you guys are loyal fans and you guys have been awesome. So please tell us what you want to know more about. We're still gonna do in a special episode all about the Jim Lee Claremont era run that oh, yeah, won that we first do, trade. We do that. We yeah. still want to do that. And we're going to do some a little more content. We realize you guys like the animated series commentary we've been doing. So we're going to try and have that a little more consistently also. Hey, and Josh, rate and subscribe too, though. Rate yes. and subscribe. That's very helpful. Please rate and subscribe. And also, Josh, where can they find you, especially if it's not on Twitter? If it's not on Twitter, I don't know. I don't know where you can find me, honestly. I'm, I, I'm trying to figure that out. But for now, you can find me on Twitter at xbrarian to tell me where are where's the X-Men chat going, y'all? Because uh, Twitter sucks now, obviously. Is it Tumblr and Reddit? Is it going like, back? I don't know. I don't know where to go. Where's the where's Hive is a thing the, people keep mentioning? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where a good where the good X-Men discourse would be right now. It It is funny because there's a lot of like I feel like every other day, a different celebrity or just talking head personality I like announces they're leaving Twitter and they're gone. That's it. Even like uh, like all the all the hellscape that is Elon aside and even people that are leaving, like my timeline is mostly just promoted garbage and dumb ads. Like it's because they paid eight dollars. I know it's awful. It's soon to be twenty dollars. Hope you like it. Awful experience. But if people want to talk to you about X-Men, uh, you know, in the online world, where can they go to find you? You can find me at Madman3005 on Twitter. And if you want to talk to me on Instagram, I guess, if you want to just leave comments and see what's going on in the life, also Madman3005 on there. That's right. Those are things you can do, people. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. Until then, here at our 40th anniversary celebration party <laughs> but everyone cheering around us we will see you next time <laughs>